0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, Pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado. Let's spill the tea. Hello, hello world. Hello, friends. Oh my goodness. Hello. hello. Oh, hi, Stacy. You're
1: always the first here with us. Well, well she went to the office to go downstairs. <laughs> I told her she should stay up here, but she's multitasking.
0: She's giving you your sacred space for conversation. I think that's beautiful. Uh, I am so happy to see your face.
1: So happy to see your face.
0: I can it's hear cold. you. I it's can see. It's cold and you. rainy,
1: and um, it's a little bit um, unseasonal here in North Carolina this June. It's very strange.
0: You know, we have what they call in Seattle June gloom. Oh, June gloom. June gloom. It's this is not so The light bulb. Traditionally, the kind of the gray drizzly. Um, I like to think of it as though it's preparing the earth for the hot ahead so we don't catch on fire Uh, but many many people call it like june doom and gloom uh and it is gray today i love it because i look out my window in one in in one minute it's really dark kind of gloomy uh, which doesn't make me sad but it's gloomy and but then the next all of a sudden like the birds are going crazy and the sun just broke through the clouds and it's like like a hallelujah moment. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like it's all those things rolled into the the June gloom. and it sounds like you have that in North Carolina today.
1: Wow. We do, but that is not typical for us. North Carolina typically is bright blue skies and hot days. and um, our garden right now is absolutely thriving. It's kind of incredible. Every day, you know, you walk out there in the morning and something else is alive, and it's mm-hmm. kind of amazing.
0: So I love that. Yeah. it's pretty I love that. Well, let's, are you ready to get us centered with some breathing? Yes. I'm and so I want to ready. talk about
1: the word centering, because um, last time when we spoke with Kama, um, we talked about that word centering. And um, I realized that I don't actually, I'm not familiar with that word. Um, for me, um, centering is a yogic term of connecting to the earth. Um, and so I, don't really have context for that word, so I definitely want to jump into that after we we do that, so that we can. Because if, if I don't know it, I'm sure other people don't know it either, and and that's how we get better is when we talk and learn. That's right.
0: That's right. That's right. I love it. I love. Let's let's do it.
1: All right. So let's go ahead and start with our breath. Um, let's find that comfortable seat, <sighs> allowing those feet to rest firmly on the earth, pressing into the feet. Let's take our left hand and bring that on our heart and our right hand on our belly today. And we're just going to first connect to the flow of breath, bringing the awareness to the very tip of the nose, pulling the air in, feeling the expansion, the rise of the chest, the expansion, the rise of the belly, and then the fall of the wave as we exhale completely again through the nose. Bringing your awareness to this beautiful breath wave. Maybe even connecting to the beating heart underneath the palm. And bringing the intention into that rise and the fall. just release open your eyes to notice any shifts that happen when we connect to our bodies and our breath that way
0: i know i say it every time that i love the honoring of the belly when we breathe it's...
1: yeah and um i was just reading something gosh what was that um i don't remember what it was it's something i mean i'm right now i'm reading right white fragility i'm reading the nag hamadi uh, the Gnostic Gospels. And I'm reading this Durga, goddess Durga. Actually, I have it right here. It's kind of amazing. Durga Puja Advanced. <laughs> I love That's it. Not, like some heady, heady reading, right? But um, I forget. So somewhere, one of those books that I'm reading was talking about how most people don't breathe in their belly. Right? And yep. so we have this very shallow, very surfacey level of things, and how that translates into all areas of our lives. Right. Surface shallow understanding.
0: It's so true. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before that when I was in high school, I was in a, an all-girls Chanteuse choir, and it was the first time that I, the first time I can recall, thinking about my breath and that it made my stomach larger when I did it well and I did it correctly. Yeah, to support the voice that was within me coming out. And, you know, when you're, especially when you're that age, when you're, you know, 15, 16, 17, and at least where I grew up uh, in California, like having a perfectly flat stomach, like the people on, what was that show with the lifeguards? Oh, Baywatch. Baywatch. Yes. You know, like they, they all these ginormous boobs and flat bellies. And like, that was, yeah, uh, that was the... Ultimate back then. And yeah, I mean, and it was it was intense. I remember the intense desire to to be somebody I was not. Mm -hmm. And and it was there was a direct correlation between that and this beautiful pooch that I carry, this beautiful soft belly that is my mom's and was her mom's before hers, and it's the shape of my body, but I so long was sold that it was shameful. Mm -hmm. And every time we touch our bellies when we breathe, I think of Ooh, restoring the relationship with her.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, it's, it really is. It, I think for, for so many women, um, we're learning in this season, in this time through, you know, the shelter in place with the pandemic, with this beautiful human rights movement that is mighty and strong and growing on a daily basis that we're all doing so much self-reflection
1: yeah.
0: in in our downtime down so that we can really leap into a deeper stronger more purpose-filled action and i'm super excited to talk about all of that today I and see. and um before of course I, i'd like to actually read the the love note that i put on my facebook page yesterday that is you know is kind of going to guide us today but i'd love to know what you're sipping
1: I just thought you I know. Well, first of all, before I get into this, too, um, Google Venus of Willendorf because um, this um, ancient um, archetype of woman is very, very ro- robust, rotund, Rubenesque, whatever you name it, because she carries the whole world in her, right? And so we don't, we should honor that piece of us. So whenever I hear you say that, I always imagine this beautiful archetype of the the Venus of Willendorf and sort of that embodying. Um, our earth essence. Um, so, it's very Lord um, of the Rings sounding. I know. Well, it's very interesting. And again, I'm, I'm an art history nerd, remember, because I'm an yes. art history major. So, I love those kinds of things. Um, okay. So, this is this beautiful color here. This is, I am um, sampling different blends because we're working on a new blend called Equality. And this is in honor of Kama and what we were talking about last week um, with Black Lives Matter mission and all of us, you know, putting our walking the walk and how do we lift a sister up? And so the Equality Tea is her favorite blend of um, a peach flavor, tea, and um, that we're going to be donating um, to her nonprofit that she's supporting, so.
0: Yes, Loving Me First, right? That's the name of it, yes. She does such incredible work. I saw her posting, actually, over the weekend there were so, my feed was filled with all of these graduation photos and how different they look right, Then decades and decades and decades mm-hmm. of graduations. And she was posing with a couple of the girls that were in her community in that yeah. group that are her her, her girls, right? Yeah. Her daughters, her, she mentors them and, and supports them. And I thought, oh my gosh, the PhD, when is it coming? And I messaged yesterday, I'm like, eh, you know, this might sound crazy, but in two weeks, you know, Kama's going to be helping us lead um, the first book club discussion on white fragility. I have a feeling we're gonna probably do two. Mm. Um, and and you were like, oh my gosh, I just opened the box. I'm going to sip it now. <laughs> so yeah. things are moving quickly. And I love that. I love that about you. You're like, I'm doing this.
1: Yeah. it's uh, you know, like we've been looking for something that we can do and, you know, this is it. It's something that's aligned with our own purpose and passion, right? I feel like that's that alignment of, um, and again, we're going to get into this probably a little bit more, but it's like, we don't all have to be doing the same thing to be doing something that matters, right? Right. Because this is my tea. This is my purpose and my passion. I can use this to help her out with her cause. Right. And I'm going to do a fast follow called humanity. And we're going to get back to HRC and LGBTQ plus causes, right? Because yes. that's what we care about. And, you know, so why not put our money where our mouth is and our effort where we feel like we can push? Because um, I'm, I'm not super comfortable right now protesting just because of COVID and, you know, with Stacey being so sick and You know, I just am nervous about all that stuff. So I I don't know. I just, that doesn't feel like the right answer for us. Um, But that doesn't mean that we don't have that we have to be inactive or do nothing. It just means we need to find our voice.
0: Well, and that's, that is the key. And that is really what we want to talk about today about our, you know, how we're keeping ourselves fueled, how we're inspiring others to do the same, and then really how we're taking a look at and, and really, I don't know if you want to call it reassessing or reigniting or repurposing your purpose, but re-engaging with it for sure. Or remembering, and, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's so powerful. I am again drinking the love blend oh, simple, yeah. for two reasons. One, it is chilly here and it always heats my body up. Yeah. And two, there is something so magical about the color of this tea. Like I yes. it doesn't it doesn't do it justice. The camera never does it justice.
1: Yes. Because it's
0: the most beautiful color, but I also am using the the sister or the. Uh,
1: I just totally spilled mine all over me. Oh no! <laughs> I was trying to do it in the camera and I spilled it.
0: You're so peachy. Um, ba-dum-bum.
1: this is I I don't it. you remember? Don't
0: know if you remember my story about um, these couple of mugs from my grandma and grandpa's house. And this was the the mug the the cup that my grandpa always had. My I grandma's is like orange and persimmon.
1: I remember that one. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I was like, Oh, eventually I'll bring out the other one. And, and now look, it perfectly matches this room. Like, oh, I love it. So I'm actually going to bring both of those cups up and put them over here. Cause this is actually my grandparents wedding photo. Ooh. And so I'm going to have their, their cups by their photo in my office. And
1: I love it. And what so is going on with that. that ring you have on there? It looks incredible. What is that ring?
0: Oh, so this is another in my collection. I don't know what it is about me liking these little, like
1: yeah,
0: they're, they're your shields. shields. Yeah. My, my little shields. But this is—I got this mm, many moons ago at a farmer's market, and it is—it's actually a repurposed part of a okay, look. What she said—it's some kind of silverware of some sort because you can see how it's welded together on the back. Oh wow! She just—she simp- she repurposes bits of metal that she gets on. You know, whether she's going to little shops or she just hunts for it and then she turns it into like she has necklaces and rings and bracelets, all sorts of things. I hope she comes back because our farmers markets are are, at least here on the, the east side of Seattle are not they haven't opened yet. There's a couple over in Seattle that have with, you know, like, but it's all the foods, right? It's not it's not trinkets. It's not jewelry, things like that. And I don't have her card because of course I never needed to think about going and buying on her website. Cause it was fun to look and touch and yes. try on. And so I'm hoping that she's doing well and that she's found a way to flourish in this time. Um, the let's, let me share this. Let me share this letter yeah. that, that I wrote yesterday. And, and this is, for those of you who are listening to the replay or um, are listening specifically over on the podcast, you know, if you've been following for a while that I last year I released a new affirmation every day and in honor of my word perspective this year, the R in perspective was for repurposing instead of recreating. And so I decided not to create another 52 affirmations. I decided to repurpose them. And so each week I look at the affirmation from the year before and write something different about it on my Facebook page. And in this season, it has been so uh, almost overwhelming how what made perfect, beautiful sense last year in 2019, when things when we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, when people hadn't been in shelter in place for months on end, when there wasn't um, this social justice ignition happening everywhere, that they are, they still have a beautiful way to weave in to the moment today. And so the, the actual affirmation itself was all around that you were born with a purpose. And and it's in this love letter a little bit. So it says, my dearest lionesses and friends, I know you're weary. I am too. For years I've enjoyed a morning ritual. When I wake up, I open my eyes. I look out over the forest in my backyard and have a chat with God. I pray for divine discernment to fill the hours ahead and also weave in these questions. What do you have for me today? What work do you have for me? And who would you like me to bless? And before the pandemic, and the mighty rising since the murder of George Floyd and all of the other beautiful Black lives that have been murdered, yeah. um, I would smile and feel joy and excitement about what each hour would bring. Now I wake up often with tears flowing, and I ask, and as I ask the questions, it's there's a different feeling, right? Quite honestly, my joy has been replaced by sadness and sorrow, and that exi- excitement is more of a spiritual stirring. Like something has to be done, right? Um, But my purpose, my tenacious perseverance and courage to do hard things with and for my beloveds, those have not swayed or faded. In fact, I found that I don't want to miss a single opportunity to light a light where one is needed. Dearest, today's affirmation is a little love note reminding you of the same. Read it and let these words soak into the deepest parts of your soul. You were born with a purpose. You woke up today brilliant and feisty. Know what that means? You are not done here yet. There is more ahead for you to do. You still have amazing things to achieve, relationships to build and nurture, mountains to conquer, movements to support, lives to change, dreams to realize. If not now, when? It's time to live your life out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Are you ready to ignite your world? Are you ready to support and protect and speak out for those you're meant to serve? Are you ready to lean into your purpose? Me too. And and this note, as I feel so many Molly lately have, the conversation underneath them has been like this is this is exactly what I needed to hear. I needed to to slow down for a second and remind mm-hmm. myself that I'm here. I'm breathing. Yeah. And um, I believe it was right after the murder of George Floyd where you wrote your post about these correlations between I can't breathe with COVID and I can't breathe from George Floyd. And there, there's this heaviness that I think we're all feeling in all of our different purposes that am I doing the right thing? Do I know what my purpose is? Am I doing it enough? Am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I saying enough? And people are starting to wear themselves out. And, and I think my my heart and my soul tell me that this is why so often these movements are, are so hot and heavy at the beginning and then fade away. Because people don't take the turns, their turns at the wheel, their turns pulling, their turn pushing. Um, they Everybody wants everyone else to do everything at the same exact speed as them in the same way, with the same volume, with the same force, and it doesn't work. And so, I am I'm. I want to dig into that.
1: Well, I always say look to nature first, right? And you yes. think of the geese flying south, you know, for the, you know, the winter, and they don't, there isn't just the person, they all take their turn leading, and then they fly in the formation, right? Yes. There is beauty in that, you know, in that metaphor, because, you know, for me, when I, I used to be on the um, PTA board when my kids were little at the elementary school. And, um, you know, the first year when they were little, you know, we were all hot and heavy and we put in extra hours because we had extra hours to give. You know and so i remember there were times when we would be sitting there around you know being like why can't we get these other parents involved and we we were wearing capes and running around the school handing out starbucks and loving on these teachers and creating this goodwill so that these teachers felt seen and loved right so that they could see and love our children in return right yes yes we Literally trying to fill them so they could you know they could pour into our children yes And um, but I do remember sitting around with the other, you know, PTA members and the board members saying, where is everybody? You know, like, I think this was maybe year two or year three. Like, why are we the only ones still showing up? yeah But then, you know, I went back to work, you know, and I didn't have that time to give anymore. And Mm -hmm. I passed the baton. And then there was a new group of people showing up. And then I didn't feel guilty because I felt like I had put in my time. But it Mm -hmm. is a cycle, right? Yeah. That is the the wisdom of nature is that everything is a cycle and mm-hmm. that it doesn't, we can't always be in summer, right? Yeah. We need the winter for things to die so that they can be reborn in spring. And if we remember that we're all in different cycles of our lives yes, or seasons of our life yes, and we're showing up in that season, I think there's a lot of grace to be had there of just knowing that it doesn't have to look the same. Yeah. Well,
0: and, you know, the interesting thing is we, we started off with you talking about let's let's dig in a bit to the term centering and how yeah. how it how it's woven into um, racism. And yes, I don't and, know
1: this term at all, so I'm ready to learn.
0: Yeah. So 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 centering and positioning, I, I believe it has to do with at least in, in my world. And before I learned this term, I I'd never heard, I mean, I'd never heard it used this way either until I read the book White Fragility.
1: Okay, I'm reading it now, so hopefully and it will come up.
0: Yes, it will. Um, centering and positioning basically is, in, in, in the, the um, anti-racism movement that we are in, it specifically is about how in a situation, if you're sitting in a room and you're talking about, um, you're sharing Black stories to help people get on board with what is actually happening. And, and we're listening and, and you're hearing, you know, here's, a, here's something that happened to me. And here is what I experienced. And here's what happens when my children leave the house versus what happens when your children leave the house. All of these stories we're hearing over and over again, right? These yeah. black mothers pleading into cameras, tears pouring down their face, talking about how frightened they are that every time their son leaves the house, they're worried they're not going to come back home. Yeah. And, and as we're listening to that, some of us, and, and I'm not perfect on this either. I catch myself doing it, I'm like, oh, don't do it. We'll say, oh, yes, I've experienced it in this way. I experienced it when my husband went off to Iraq or I experienced it when, you know, my mom and dad walked out the door and I didn't know if I was going to see them again, or we, we tried to in, and how, how us white ladies as white women who have grown up in the United States, who grew up in comfortable homes, we're taught to not rock the boat. We're taught to keep everything steady to make others feel comfortable in our presence, to yeah, relate that. to them. Yeah. And so a lot of the centering comes from this, um, I'm not a bad person, and I want to you to know I can relate to you. Mm-hmm. When we can always be a better person, so it doesn't matter if you're good. Yeah. And they, they don't need us to relate to their stories. They need us to listen to them. And that is what the centering is about. It's you do. It's good for you to to center in your head and go, "Ooh, well, I can I, I, can see that. I can relate to that. That's happened, happened to me." But it needs to stop there. You don't need to share your story on top of theirs because you're it is away their moment. You're taking away their moment. And a lot of times, like you know, you hear about um, uh, other people's tears in the midst of these stories, right? So so the so women talking to other women and listening to black women share their stories and they're crying and they're bawling and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And and they're pushing their feelings and their emotions on to the the black women who are telling story and actually forcing them into position to calm and love on them instead of listening. And it's okay to cry. It's just not okay to take the center stage yet again and Position yourself. Yes. It, it, and that's and that's why um, it is important to understand the words, right? It's important to understand the words that are part of this movement and what they mean. And I think we we're so blessed in this generation to have access. We can go on to these magical devices that we carry around with us and say, what does that word mean? Yeah. And we can do the work. Yeah, and we can compile a set of questions after we've done the work. But mm-hmm. another form of centering is to to make the black woman in the room explain what centering is. Like that sucks for her to have to yeah. say, "Well, you're bringing it around to yourself, lady." Like, yeah, note to self, write it down, do the work. And if you I still heard... have questions, go ask questions.
1: I think that the one thing that I would like to say that I I feel like that is an incomplete. Um, idea and call me out on this, but like for me, I think there is some sort of beauty in the empathy, right? Of being able to see yourself in someone else's shoes yep. and being able to relate that directly yep. so that you actually can feel someone else's pain. I mean, I think the the difference is where you shift the um, energy to you rather than on the person, but I don't, I mean.
0: But I think Molly, you can feel empathy and not have to speak it out loud in the moment. Yeah. I think that you can use your empathy in having conversations with others who are still trying to figure it out. You can say, let me give you an example. If you can't understand how this Black woman is is sharing her story and her experience, if it's still not hitting, let me explain to you, my fellow LGBTQ plus peeps, my family yeah. here, this yeah. is how it looks in our world. But you're yeah. having that with those, that community. Yeah, that you're makes sense. And and so I th- and, and that's the hard part again yeah. because we're we we've been raised with a set of rules and structure that say when you welcome someone into your home when you yeah. invite somebody into a conversation it's yeah. about relating relating yeah. chameleon yourself you know find something you have in common and and weave it together when they're saying like until until their words are heard until their words until our stories actually soak in, we don't need to share the related empathy. We can use that tool elsewhere. And I I think that, does that that make sense? Does that help? I mean, it,
1: it does. I mean, it really does. I mean, and I can probably speak for like my entire friend group, right? Where like that is not a natural thing because we are the peacemakers. Yes. You
0: know,
1: that's just, you know, I grew up in Ohio, you know?
0: Well, I think there's a difference between, I think, I think, and that when you're sharing your, of this, okay, go with me here. Yes. <laughs> so there's a difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. And I, I think, agree with that. and I think that where, when you're in a situation and things are uncomfortable and you're hearing these stories from uh, these black women in, in our circle and your, your reaction is to say, well, this is how it affects me, or this is how it affected me. This is how it showed up in my life. That's more about. Keeping peace than making peace. That's 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 um. I had this at church. I don't know, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, Pastor Cheryl was. She gave this talk on peace about holding your peace, and holding peace. Yeah. And and holding peace. And holding peace are very, um, very different. In yeah. many in, in many different places and in many different instances. And so if you if if you're where you're going with that and it's like, oh but I'm a peacemaker, then again the peacemaking needs to be had with other communities, not inside the conversation with the black community.
1: Like I, I get that. I, I really do get that. Um, it's hard to, I mean
0: this is it, it's hard to learn things. it's even harder to unlearn them.
1: I totally agree. And I think that's the the grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace is the fact that we are all in bodies because we are imperfect. If we weren't, we would not be in this body. We would have ascended, right? That's right. That's right.
0: Well, you know, I remember um, when Jane Fonda did her first TEDx Women Talk about the ascending in the third act. Have you, did you watch that yet? No. I need to, I need to. What is I'll, it? I'll throw it into the, the show note links into okay. the comments. So um, first of all, I'd like to say, I think it's rad that people are saying, don't be a Karen, be a Jane Fonda.
1: OK, that's hysterical, yeah. Um, because for so
0: long, right, She's she was really, you know, considered the anti-American, mm-hmm. right? And And so many of the things that she was doing we're not put in the press in a beautiful light. Anyways, yeah. it's all coming her back around and she's out there and she's getting her hands cuffed and doing her crazy faces. And yeah. um, But she also has this beautiful passion for helping humans and, and really speaking into women's communities as yeah. we do about not letting age get in the way of fulfilling your life's purpose. Not saying, well, I'm not young and beautiful. That means no one's going to listen to me or or glorifying beauty, right? These, this stepping into the sage stage with confidence and excitement and and all of the glory that it is due when our creator says sister you got another year you got another year go got another day yes yes go go right and she talks about how for decades we were taught that life is a a curve like a big bell curve right we start we and then we hit this peak and then we go down and she's like it's that's bull it's bull if we could reclaim this narrative and say it's actually a staircase. That and we're ascending. We start here as babies and we grow, mm-hmm. and we grow and we grow and we grow and we ascend into this higher level and this higher layer. And we're asking the right questions and we're not we're not getting stuck at the fact. Well, my best days are behind me. But like I mean, you hear I, I hear so many people who are in their third act in this in this next stage, right? And that was the other thing that she talked about was the third act, right? We've always been kind of, you know, the, the first act and the second act, the second act that you're on your way out where now people are living 20 and 30 years longer yeah. than previous generations. And that's an entire life. Yeah. That's an entire lifetime that has been added, right? And so what are you going to do with your beautiful third act? And uh, I think there's a lot of people who are rising to the occasion. I think there are people who are in the right place. They have the, the, their mindset is strong and positive. It's healthy. Yeah. And they know their purpose, which is why these rituals, these daily, whether it's, you know, breathing and meditating, you know, reading scripture, praying, doing yoga, getting yourself centered. So you're not centering yourself.
1: (laughs) Centered and not centering. That's it. Right. You know? Yeah. I I think that is, um, I think that's it.
0: And being OK with, one of the things I loved in our conversation with Kama, and I didn't get a chance to say this on the show because I didn't want to center it on you, but I was so proud of, of how you were like, yeah, I'm going to get it wrong. Like, there's, there's no pretense in this. You are here to in, intentionally open that kimono and say, what don't I know? And, and it's OK to be wrong. It's OK to be corrected. Yeah, um, you know, uh, the an, another one of those churchisms for me was um, in relationship when you're in a relationship with someone you yeah. need, you have this desire hopefully to create a space for open communication, sacred space between the two of you to speak your truth. Yeah. And when we correct each other, it feels it can feel uncomfortable. And so if we even start that in our marriages in our relationships with our dearest our lioness pride, our children and when when we are corrected by them in instead of simply leaving it at thanks try on thank you for correcting me and making me better because it's what is this is about it's a, and and making me better in in my relationship with you and how you and i engage i always want to be better molly i always want to be better and in Brene Brown interviewed. Did you listen to the, the Unlocking Us that Brene Brown yet. did with? I started
1: oh, it and then I got busy. So. Oh my
0: gosh, it's so good. Um, it's for those of you who didn't haven't yet. I'm um, posted on my Facebook page. I'll drop it in the notes as well. Uh, Brene had Austin Channing Brown on her uh, her podcast. She also was the black woman that took over her uh, Instagram for the Share the Mic Now initiative that, that Brene so and okay. Glennon and Abby. I know all of our ladies. I was like. Yes.
1: Yes, I had, I was listening all day long. I love
0: that. It was so great. And Austin Channing is, she wrote, I'm still here. And she also has this really fun online TV show that really just, I love it's called the next question. So I'll drop all of those links in there. Anyways, they had this beautiful conversation about, uh, black, black living black dignity, uh, the, the black experience. Right. And, and it's for those who don't think that's real, and who think, well, that's a label you're giving them. It's not. It's real. They walk the planet in a different shade than I do. And I want to understand that, right? And one of the things that was so profound in their conversation, there were two quotes that I loved. One was, um, the work of anti-racism is the work of becoming a better human for other humans. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I mean, she's, uh, um, Austin said that, and I was bawling. I'm like, this is so true. Yeah. Like, let's, it's not about the color of anyone's skin because that is, that's a beautiful part of who we are, but we are humans yeah. yeah. and we are here cool. together. And, and then Brene's, the quote that I, was my favorite of Brene's was, I'm here to get it right, not be right. I love that. And this is, again, that is another reminder of a red thread, if you will, back to that original comment of, we need to see when we're centering. I love that. We need to see when we're centering. Are we trying to be right or are we trying to get it right?
1: I love that so well, huge. At, right my age it's funny that you say that one of the you know, are the ethos is that feedback is a gift, right? So mm-hmm. better or worse, that feedback is a gift, and so you grow and you sculpt yourself because um, you know you're, you're continually learning, um, whether it's to do more of the same or to change or whatever, but um, to not be afraid of the feedback. Um, yeah and I think that's a lot of work. Oh, it is a lot of work and I look at it in my personal life. Uh, but um, I'm waiting for uh, to in I am on, you know,
0: learning to be better at it every day.
1: <laughs> Words that. matter.
0: Words or matter. That. I'm not <laughs> Stacy's in the other room going, Amen. Hey,
1: oh, we I'm are so all getting better. I'm waiting for it to come in. Um, <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah, I mean I think I think that's it, right? Is you know we all come we all come showing up. I believe that people's intentions are genuinely good. I think that it's the um, the act from going from intent to action is where we mess things up a lot of times. And um, you know, I do feel like one of the things that has been on my heart, actually, as a yogi, with all of the um, chanting of "I can't breathe, I can't breathe," Ugh. is that there is this collective thing that you know, the, when you, um, I believe in, uh, and I'm going to get nerdy here for just a second, but in, in the Please do, I love it when you get nerdy. <laughs> so in, in the quantum physics, you know, everything is this, you know, you know, sub particle grid, this quantum grid right? Of, of waves essentially. Right. And sound vibrations or waves, right. Is very powerful when we collectively, you know, um, focus our energy into this wave of sound if you will right and we all know that feeling of being at a concert or being in a moment where you're everything is on the same wave right yeah. and we've experienced those moments that are feel very serendipitous right um, even like a drumbeat connecting to your heartbeat right like there's something primal about that that's connective and grounding and actually can transport you to an alpha state in terms of meditation yes so when seeing and witnessing, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, and all these people chanting this. That is actually a really powerful mantra of words that we're putting to the world. That actually is not good. We should be flipping it. We can breathe, or you know something. But there's something in there even that's just jarring me as off, um, as you know, being very aware of what we're co-creating. Um, yeah yeah well and and i think it's coming the intention
0: is the honoring of his final words
1: that's it right and again that intent to action is where we screw things up yeah thinking through that a little bit more i don't know i love well what i love about what you're saying and and i love
0: (laughs) i love these conversations They just go wherever wherever they're gonna go (laughs) um this this concept of you know we were having a conversation on on the post On my Facebook profile page today with Chavi, who is a friend of mine here in Seattle. Her and her wife have a ridiculously rad real estate practice. I mean, they're like I admire. They they really i they have been bold and out there in their community since 2012. Like they really took a shift in making Mm -hmm. taking a stand. So they've got this down, Mm -hmm. and 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 so for those who are right now thinking, what do I do? I'm not ready to do what they're doing yet, but where, where is that middle ground? Where is Where is, where, where is my next step? I think that's what we can all do inside that. So for you, how you're feeling, the universe is calling you and, and God's whispering in your ear, we need to counteract the intention there. and and, it, and instead of trying to correct them and say, no, 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 my knowledge says... Yeah. That what what I would encourage you to in that moment and what I encourage the, the Chavis out there and those amazing humans who are out in the streets marching going, where is everyone? Mm. Like at the PTA to say, bring your circle together. And when your circle is together, Molly, that's when you chant, we can breathe. Yeah. We can. And you raise the vibration where you have the ability to do it and not worry about what's possibly happening over there. And this again is hard to do.
1: Well, because that's the be the change, right? Yes.
0: And, and instead not- of be the corrector, yeah. instead of going, well, here are all the things I do. And here's why I'm a good person because I've done this and I've done that and I've done this and I've, I've done the work here and I've, I've you know put the postage stamp there and I've made this call and all of those things that I, 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 I've done. If the intention is to inspire others, to do those things there's a way you can say that if you'd like to join me in writing letters here's the address if you'd like to join me in making phone calls here's the number yeah there's a difference there's a shift you're, you're welcoming somebody into joining you in your journey if yeah. you'd like to join me in raising the vibration today around the fact that we are coming together to breathe we're, we're finally catching this fresh air again Another correlation to what's happening with this beautiful earth, this beautiful mother earth that we live on and how she is healing herself. Her ozone layer is, is healing itself. And we have clearer and cleaner air than we've ever had before. So now while those people are there honoring George Floyd's life and the others in, in their community who have been murdered and said those exact words that we can say, we can breathe. We need to speak out. That's it. And, and let that be your meditation that helps with that because um, wow, another church thing. <laughs> but another, like, well, I mean obviously the churches that I go to are are more like they're very non non-deno- non-denominational, not outrageously progressive. There isn't a ton of that accessible around here. Um, but where there is a, there's a layer of this is how you can do this when you walk up the doors right? Where there's context to to the scripture that they're sharing. And then it's don't leave it in the seat, (laughs) Like (laughs) take it out there. And, and this ism was, we judge ourselves on our intentions, not our actions. Yet we judge others on their actions, not their intentions. Yeah. Be better. Right. And so in, in that moment, I love Glennon actually talked about this in a different light in Untamed when she was talking about um, imagination. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that when she was, she was talking about, um, how as children, we have this untapped imagination, yeah. right? Like we can be dragon slayers or tamers and a, a stick can be a sword. And I'm giving my own examples here. Yes. Um, <laughs>
1: I love I'm on both fronts. Swords <laughs> with dragons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and
0: I, I fancy myself as I get older, more of a dragon tamer, like, and, and a, not in a, in a negative way, but in a way of me saying, I'm I'm figuring out a way to actually coexist now with the dragon. Like I don't want to kill the dragon.
1: No, I want to fly the. I dragon.
0: I want to ride the dragon. I want to yes. fly with the dragon. I want to like have uh, you know. I want to hold the dragon babies. Yes. <laughs> really? And and so there's this. Um, I don't know what that word is. It's not slayer. and It's not tamer. I don't. I, I need a new word. Um, <laughs> she gotta went off the rails, at the end. I know. <laughs> like um, a- Early Khaleesi. <laughs> darn it, darn it. Anyhow, it would have been a great to have a, a better term. But the, this, this imagination—that this how we as children can look at things and see all of the positive possibilities. Yet as an adult, we lose that, and we're like, "Why is that guy driving so gosh darn slow in front of me?" And, and zooming around him. When, when as a child, we might have gone, "Well, you know, maybe he lost a toy," or. In adult years, maybe he lost a spouse or a friend or he just lost his job. And and but we don't give that grace. We immediately go to judgment and, and like you are taking my time. And we, we forget about our beautiful divine imagination and how it can truly soften us. Yes. And soften us for these conversations when people aren't at the same place we are. We need it in. And it's um, it's not like we need to be sweet all yeah. of the time. Yes. Righteous anger. Being outraged is important, but it's important to be to place that rage, that anger in the right place, not on the people who are coming behind you going, "Uh, I'm not sure what
1: to do. (laughs) Well, Yes. And to loop that back to that sense of purpose. Right. Which is, you know, the the affirmation that was created is that we all have our own purpose. Right. And it's really important to remember that for each other, that that looks and feels really really different based on the experiences, the lessons and the growth that we each individually have to do. Right. And that is different for each of us, you know, and a lot of times even with our own small groups, right. It's easy to assume or with your spouse or family or whatever, that we all have the same lessons or purposes and we don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's really, really critical to support and um, try to mirror, you know, each other so that we can we can we can, you know, I, I always say with with my daily um, mantra or prayer or meditation, you know, is, you know, for, you know, my highest purpose for the greatest good for the, the, the benefit of all and the harm of none. Yes. Right? Yes. And that, you know, my highest my my highest purpose for the greatest good. You know that will look different than yours that will look different than stacy's or my children you know and we have to be okay with that yeah well you know
0: i'll drop a link to this conversation as well uh, but it, it was the i think the very first like official unlocking us where Brené talked about perspective and perspective okay. with our kids yeah and in particular and i think you could listen to that as an adult and say for anyone who hasn't lived your life with your experiences, they will never share the same perspectives as you.
1: Yeah.
0: And and we so again, if I go to as as a young child, as a young woman, as a grown woman, I'm now having to unlearn some of those lessons of make sure everyone feels perfectly comfortable around you. Yeah. Like I'm having to unlearn that. And because my perspectives and what I learned is different than what someone else learned. And that that was constantly drowning in a sea of racism and oppression in a very different way than I would have ever labeled what I experienced, even though what I experienced did oppress my thoughts. It didn't oppress me in the same way. And, And where they're asking for my help, I need to unlearn some of the shizzle that has covered me. And, and, and learn that my perspective and my husband's perspective and my father-in-law's perspective and my dad's perspective, they're all different and I can share mine, but I have to remember, I'm not going to change someone else's perspective. I can help them see other things, but I can't change them. If they're ready, they can shift that themselves, but mm, they have to be ready.
1: Well, and I think there's a part of that that's a little bit sad. When you really think through that, Mm. you know, think about all of these ideas, because then it's like, you're really not having shared experiences because your lenses are colored by every single thing that you have, you know, experienced up until that moment. So even when you think you're having perceived shared experiences, you're really not right because. Well or or you could flip that
0: Molly and think every experience I have with Stacy has two different perspectives. And at the end of a vacation, at the end of a great meal, at the end of a party, part of the conversation is what did you experience today? Mm, I what, that. I and and instead of instead of thinking uh, we experience something different, and that there's sadness in that. The seeing the glory and the beauty in that, right? That you add another thread to that tapestry because it yeah. isn't only yours, it isn't only your color, it's all of the shades in your family. And I believe that is part of where we're going as the community that's ready for their next step. Yeah, that next step on their staircase, right? They're like, okay, I get it, I hear yeah. you. This has to change. And here are the things I believe I can do. And they take that step that we're all going to get there and go, wait a minute, you're here too, but okay. You're not doing what I'm doing yeah. and go, okay, so how's what you're doing? How can I help you do what you're doing? The tea is a great example. You, we were having the conversation commas like, well, you know, I, I like peach tea, but you know, besides that, I don't really drink a whole lot of tea. And you're like, oh, well, guess what? Uh, how about we make inequality and it's peach and it supports you and your mission. And you came together. It wasn't like, you were like, you don't like tea. Well, whatever, go get your coffee. You know, it was, <laughs> it was, you. it was a compromise. And and I do believe that there are some of our, some people out there who are watching and listening, their purpose is to be a translator, a bridge, a connector between these people who don't fig- can't figure out how their puzzle pieces meet. Hmm. Yeah. We, you can see it. And you're thinking, Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. But they don't see it. And that's because that's part of your purpose is to fit those puzzle pieces together and help the people who are with the wrong puzzle piece. Yeah. who are trying to do, trying to do something. Their perspective is cued, Their, their, their actions don't meet their intentions. It helps you help them because you can see it. They can't see it. Obviously they're hitting a wall right. and that's why it's so important to re engage and to revisit and to, to breathe life into your purpose in each season, every morning waking up again, asking your, your creator, what do you have for me today? Who should I be reaching out to where, where should I be putting my energy and, and who can, from, from my perspective, who can I bless support, honor, respect, whatever that word is for you, who?
1: I love that, you know, and I think that just adding that extra layer of, of dropping the, um, you know, and I, again, this is a bad habit that I've been trying to break of trying to, in dialogue, convince the other person that you're right. The, I loved the, um, you know, because that's not validation, right. To be right. It's to, what was the, what was the quote? It's not to be right, but to, I'm, I'm here to get it right. Not to be right. That is, that maybe needs to be like tattooed (laughs) on my forehead.
0: I actually, there, there have been a few, excuse me, I don't have tattoos. I, I love them. My sister and my nieces are covered. My yes. sister's uh, life partner, Corinne, has them all over her beautiful body. I, I'm yes. I'm mesmerized by it, but I've just never found something that I wanted on my body, mine. Yes. And there are, there are words, there are symbols, there are things that are coming out of this season for me that I'm like, mm, that's starting to, to those are the kind of reminders I want. Yes, those are the those are the the strong red threads. The yeah. those things that are oh oh it's tugging oh yeah and and her how Bernie explains it in her chat with um, is in relationship to whenever she enters a conversation when she is she say she's speaking at a conference and she's yeah. out talking to the people there she is in the room to get it right, to not to be right, because she talks about stuff that is controversial and that people have never heard of before. I mean, yes. now we, lot, most of us know what shame is. Mainly a lot of people use that term and talk about shame because of her TED right. talk. That's totally true. Yeah, no. I think. <laughs> and, and so imagine somebody going, well, I don't shame anybody. You know, like, yes. she, so she's actually, that's how she's her, her mantra in the room. Yeah. I'm here to get it right, not to be right. And when we 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 slow down and we listen to understand instead of speaking to be understood. There's so much power.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. (sighs) I I, on the other hand, do tattoo myself because every time I've had a significant life lesson that I have not wanted to forget, I get a tattoo so that I can see it and I can remember. And it's amazing how many times I will look at it and I will remember the lesson. So for me, like, that's just... You know.
0: Yeah, I want like I know my sis and I have talked about hers before. I'm gonna ask her that. I'm gonna ask her if they're related to lessons. I mean, I know that they're related to to things, but I'm not <laughs> sure that that that's part of it. And not that I need to to fully understand it, but it is. An, it's interesting, and I can see. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll be that lady with the old white hair who you know started getting tattoos when she was 50.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, are, you, are you talking about me? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you no,
0: know, it, it's that's again, you know, having to unlearn, yeah, what that how I was taught about tattoos.
1: Yeah, oh gosh, the first time right. I got it was I was 18, I was uh, just had gone to school. Um, and my mom tried to scratch it off for like months, she just couldn't believe that I would be someone would get a tattoo, but it but was a... she
0: tried to scratch it off. You're like, mom, I don't think you understand what this is.
1: No, she did, she really did, and um you know, like, like that tattoo was a dolphin on my ankle, but it was the first time I ever experienced timelessness. And, you know, when you're so immersed in something that you have the flow and, you know, that, that is something I don't want to forget, you know, Mm. like, because that moment was a a spiritual moment for me. It was an awakening. Um, and, um, now I see it, I have it on me. So if, if you're not a visual person, I get it. Right. But I, well, and maybe that is part of it.
0: Maybe that, you know, maybe, you know, if you were to put a bunch of people in the same room and, you know, those who have uh, multiple are very, very visual. I don't know. Who else? But I think that what, what you're saying is it the powerful part that I'm taking with me today is that it, whatever it might be, it might be uh, the, the cup in my hand. It, you know, it could be the ring on my finger. Um, for you, it is uh, ink on your body that, reminding ourselves where we've been, the lessons we've learned and bringing those with us as opposed to trying to forget them or shove them under it. And that's a whole, I don't, I don't know what next week's affirmation is, but I have a feeling that at some point in the next four weeks, we're going to be having conversations about all of the things happening with history, like our history. And, and um, this is something that I'm very passionate about. I do not have my own children in school. Obviously Lizzie is, you know, she's, she's perfectly trained the way she is, Um, (laughs) but I would, absolutely get behind education reform when it comes to this. Like, let's just fucking tell the truth.
1: Oh, I know. I hate it. I mean, yeah, we were, I was having a conversation about that today earlier. And uh, I mean, I totally agree. Like we all were sold a bill of goods. That is basically a heap of lies. Our country was built on the backs of others, period. Right. And we have to own that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's woven into our culture and our DNA. And when you start to like have the blinders on and you're like, oh, wow, that's what, you know, it just, I don't know. It's it's eye-opening, you know?
0: Yeah. It's eye-opening. It's embarrassing. It's infuriating. It's all of the, it's all of the feels in some way, shape or form. And and it's, again, I think that if we can leave everyone who has been with us today or is watching the replay or listening on the podcast, however you're consuming this, is take some time in your morning ritual, in, in your evening ritual time, in those times where you're resting and refueling and understand that part of the importance of those is to re-engage with your purpose and to figure out where can you be part of the change you seek right now there is absolutely something for you do not let your your fragile nature paralyze you there there are opportunities there are options there's phone calls that can be made there's letters that can be written it's it ah uh, i was thinking maybe we should have um a chat with Carla Hayes. You know, she started that new job. Oh, yes. yes, with yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tech for Campaigns. I really want to find out more about what she's doing, what that is. You know, if if there are layers of activism in there and what their focus yes. is. I know that they're focused on certain, yes, <laughs> certain states. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and so uh, that would be really interesting because I think a part where we all have anybody who's eighteen or older, we have a voice that yes. that needs to be heard come November, and that yes. is something that we can i do, and we get to do it. Most of us have the ability to do it in some way, shape, or form. Wow, did you just, it just got really dark? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about voting. It's going to get dark outside. <laughs> well, your
1: it got dark, but your aura was,
0: you know. Well, the the I mean, we have this opportunity, and in places where those around us, where we live, don't, we yeah. need to find that out.
1: Well, shoot, talking about Chavi, she like on that same thread, she's popped in a link of something that she's doing with a sister county, um, and that actually is in my town. So I can do that thing, you know, but that's how oh, yeah. we are together, right? Like, yes, here's something I didn't know. Um, you know, and, you know, we're doing something here, but we can, we can do more. And, you know, she, she was able to directly help us tap into something that's great. You know, like that I'm, I'm all about that. You know, that is, that is the web of our interconnectedness. where. It's, it's making me think of this thing that I used to say in yoga all the time. And I'll, I'm not, why don't, um, why don't, why don't we finish with this? Yes. Um, yes, please. Um, so and so that we can, um, discuss it later, but it's, um, all right, let's put, let's, let's put our hands together. Um, let's rest them le- left and then the right on top of our heart. Right. And again, what you were saying before is the purpose, you know, the purpose, understanding our deepest soul's purpose you know, lives in that cavity in the heart. And so pulling that into our mind's eye, the space between our brow, breathing that in and exhaling back from the mind's eye into the heart and facilitating and creating this heart-mind connection. And then the words that we'll leave you with is, I am the light that shines through. I am one, not two. God needs me where and as I am, I need not doubt, nor fear, nor plan. And if I am relaxed and free, she'll work a plan of love through me. And that's, that's the words. But what I like about that is I am one, not two. We're part of the same. We're all one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Separateness is the illusion. I
0: love that. I'm hoping you'll drop those words in to the show notes, to the the comments, because I love that. And I love you and I love our conversations and I love how we're not simply nodding in agreement with each other that we are always sharpening and, and sharpening the saw and softening the corners.
1: <laughs> I don't know, right? I mean, like I said, I will get it wrong more often than I get it right. I know that.
0: I think we all will, at least in this season, where if you're not, if you're not uncomfortable, y- You need to get uncomfortable (laughs) like there's there's a layer that is outside your comfort zone right now that is calling you and you know it the infinite in you knows it yeah and don't run from it run to it soak it in and you know we're here you've got hopefully you have a circle out there that you know envelops you and sings your song to you when you're feeling scared and lonely and uncomfortable and will help propel you forward if you don't have that reach out to molly or to me and we will. We will be here for you we will get you connected to a sisterhood that will love on you mm. all right uh, i think that's it i think that's it we're good that was that was a great chat great show uh, i look forward to reading the the, the comments and, yes. and going through all of the the links and all the goodness so um thanks everyone
1: for joining us today and our equality America. oh and quality yes yes I, get that. I know Decoma. i can't wait Decoma. for her to
0: hear bye. yeah all right everyone we'll see you next week bye Bye-bye. take care Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxyonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love,
1: trust, and faith.